we already had initial customers. I think that's the thing we did really well is that we already had, I think, 100 people that bought the products before we had a product. Yeah. So that, that, that worked well for us. And that's also when we had to say, okay, like we should do this and now we need to build it. That's Freak Van Wilson. He's co-founder of IamHable.com, a medtech startup that aims to empower individuals with disabilities, specifically those with blindness through technology. Stevie Wonder is a fan of the tool. And if you don't know who Stevie Wonder is, well, I didn't realize how young my listeners were. And this conversation, Freck shares how they were able to sell the product before even creating it, how they got distributors on board, and how they were able to wow investors. All right, that's his special trick there, okay? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. As you listen, you can find me on LinkedIn under Eric Melcher. Tag me, say hello, let me know that you're listening, and now let's talk to Frick. I'm excited because you mentioned you're going to Houston. This is where, that's my hometown, and you're going this summer. What are you going there for? Yeah, so I'm actually going for uh, for a conference. So in, in our domain, there's this big conference every year in July, and it differs per state, and this year it's in Houston. So super excited to go there. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel for you because one of the reasons I left Houston is that during the summer, it's so hot, Frank. It's so humid. Oh, okay. Oh, and I, have you, I'm have you experienced struggle. that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm not good with it. I mean, I'm from the Netherlands, and the yeah. weather here is very different. So whew, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I don't even like going back between May and like October because it's just so it's so hot. But anyway, I'm going to send you a list of my favorite recommendations for barbecue and Tex-Mex. Perfect. Yeah. 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 And I'll even introduce you to a friend of mine who maybe if you have time, maybe you can meet up with them for a beer or something like that, too. Yeah. I mean, I always have time to meet up for a beer. The yeah. best thing to do, right, when you're in a different country. Yeah. yeah, and Texans are so friendly. When my wife moved there for the first time, she was a little bit dumbstruck at how Texans, we call it Southern hospitality. And mm-hmm. just like walking at the park and somebody, you know, walking, you know, close to you just says, you know, hi, good morning, good afternoon, smiling. So, you know, Texans are, are very, are very friendly that way. So I'm just getting, just giving you a warning. <laughs> that's, no, that's perfect. I, to be honest, I actually already noticed it like online because I was setting some meetings and normally it's, it's quite a hard time like to do this. And here in, in Texas, like everyone's super open. Oh, but we can have a beer. We can go there. We'll meet you here. We'll come to you. And I'm like, what? What's happening? So yeah, already getting that experience. It's been really good. Yeah. 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 And what's so funny is that the Dutch are very direct, right? Yes. And, and, and I've had guests from like Lithuania, Romania, Bulgaria, France, and you guys are by far are the most direct. So let me give you an example here. Typically, if I'm looking to get a guest on the show, I just send them like a short note. I'm like, hey, you know, it's it's podcast over 100 episodes, top 10% globally. I've had guests like, you know, XYZ on, on the podcast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but then I've had people respond and say, okay, but I want to be more specific. Like, what's the number of downloads do you get? And like, what's the, what's the actual reach? And I'm like, I never get that kind of response anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really have to like think about like uh, the cultural differences when I'm speaking to people in other countries. I'm like, oh, okay, don't be too direct. Like it's, it's not a normal <laughs> way to think to do, but you're so used to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's fun though. It's fun kind of, cause you get a lot of like, like response, like, hey, why do you ask this? Like, like this, right? What's what's happening? So it's it's also. I think it works really well. It works really well. I think it works well. Yeah, if you're trying to get shit done and you need to get stuff moving fast, and especially if you're a startup, you know, especially you just don't have time to like waste. It works well in that sense. I think. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, we like in the in the team we have like a super international team, but everyone kind of adopted the Dutch way. That's what we like to say. Like, be very direct. Like, let's be very open. Makes things go a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except when it comes to like relationship building, because you can't really, there's certain things that you can do to like 
it kind of helps speed up the rapport a little bit. For example, I sent you a video before this interview, a personal video like yesterday, right? And that kind of helps a little bit to break the ice and stuff. But it's like it's like dating. You're not going to go on the first date and expect mm-hmm. to just jump into a serious relationship or, or something like that, right? It, it takes time to build. So that's where I feel like the directest – being so direct can actually hurt you a little bit. Yeah. And to be honest, that's where – I personally, I think that's always a struggle for you because you're like in a startup, you always try to go so fast. And I think as a first time founder, patience is a really difficult thing. At least for, for me, it's really difficult. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of relationship building. It's very important for, for my part of the, of the work. And then you want to go so fast, but you, you can't do it too fast. But the video thing was great. I'm going to steal that from you. It's, it, I'm going to do that as well. It's, it's yeah. works really well. I think it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Steal it. Steal it. Okay. So listen, I, I want to get into your background a little bit here. And let's see here. Before, before we get into I am Habel here. You went to some. You went to Silicon Valley for. I think you guys won an award, the Draper Silicon Valley Summer Pitch Prize event. Can you tell us about that? What was that experience like, Frank? Yeah. So I did win the award, but actually didn't end up going to the uh, to Silicon Valley because the reason was I was already at some other place in the U.S. But and I was also actually in California. Okay. Uh, but again, for I had to do something like in the industry. I met Stevie Wonder there, in fact, <laughs> and because of that reason, I couldn't go to Silicon Valley. So I think it's a good trade off. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he's a musician. Just, the musician, yeah, he actually uses our product. All right. Uh, that, yeah, awesome. right. Yeah. So I, I met him there. We were launching in the US with our products, and he was actually there at the conference and he walked straight to our table. I was so nervous, but he, he loved it and he, he got a product. And I actually met him again this March. Still uses it. So that's really cool. Did he give you any feedback? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he was very technical. I was so, like, normally when I do a demo of the product, I go like two minutes max, go over the basics. And he just kept asking me, like, these very technical questions. Like, it was super yeah. advanced. So I was, I was very surprised about how knowledgeable he actually was about the tech and, and using products like ours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How does he look? I mean, I have this image of him of like an old video where he's got long hair and he's moving his head like this. Like, what does he look like now? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's true. Yes, it's longer. I mean, I was so nervous. I was more paying attention to all the guards like around him because he had this whole squad of people that kind of escorted him into the building. He's very tall. Even for me, I'm, I'm Dutch, so we are generally quite tall, but he's also, he's very tall. But he's just a really friendly, great, great person. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, that is that is so cool. That is so cool. Okay. So, all right. The, the next question. Well, let's let's start with Stevie Wonder. I mean, this is a product that is is really is really ideal for the blind and visually impaired. So, what was the inspiration for for creating I Am Hable? And if you can tell the audience the inspiration and what it is exactly. Yeah, of course. So, so Hable, I'm one of the two, uh, two co-founders. So we have two co-founders total. My co-founder's name is Ayush, and he's the one that came up with the idea. His grandfather lost his vision at a later stage in life, and Ayush comes from India, and he had to move to the Netherlands for his studies, and he could really no longer communicate with his grandfather. Like, he could no longer use the phone, and he said, okay, like, there should be something to, to resolve this. So using the phone for someone who is blind. He met me, and I, I have a personal background, so my little sister and my little brother have a, have a disability, and both my parents work with people with disabilities. So I've been, like, from a very young age, I've been super interested and and i always felt like tech is so cool if it includes everyone like if you use it so everyone can kind of reach the same potential i think that's something that's i find so inspiring when you use tech in the right way and yeah that's really what we do with table we try to use technology in such a way that people with blindness but also other disabilities like can use day-to-day tech so they can actually really participate in society become independent and that's what really fires me and the whole team to be honest okay did you meet him at your co-founder at university 
Yeah, he was doing the TUE contest. So we, we have the TU Eindhoven, it's a technical university, and there's a startup contest there. And there he pitched the idea, and I was actually in the audience, and I was, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So I, I went to him after the show, and I told him, hey, you need to get me on the team. I know everything about startups. I, I completely bluffed my way in. And <laughs> apparently later on, he told me, like, I knew you were, you were full of shit, but I liked the passion. So we started together and then really learned and took on the journey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. At least, at least you guys were very honest from the very beginning yeah, to call each other out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, your background, I know you got a, a Bachelor of Science in Industrial Engineering and a Master of Science, too. Now, does he bring something separate to the table at the company? Like, what is he, yeah. he focused yeah. on? So, he's an electrical engineer in, in his bachelor and then an industrial designer in his, in his master's. So, he's really a bit more on the technical side and I'm a bit more focused on the business side, but also supply chain. Okay. So, it's actually a really good handshake. We're quite technical, both of us, but we have a really, like, business interest and I think that that's very helpful for us so what we're what we're doing so yeah that's how we kind of construct a team and it's a, it's a, works well together works well okay so you guys have been at this almost five years right yes yes I, I would say like it's we initially was a bit of a like project next to our studies okay. and from 2020 it's gone like very serious full-time working on it yeah Okay, so what does serious mean? I guess you know, for for your perspective, serious mean like you're trying to find beta testers, you're trying to find a, somebody who can actually build a product, manufacturers, like like this, yeah, this, so, yeah, the process here. Yeah, so 2020, like I said, that's serious. So we launched our, we changed the entity where we were as a company because then we got our first investment in. We had a big soft loan from a bank, which is really a startup loan, and we got our investor in, who's also who's still with us and helps us also with actually the manufacturing of the products. So they got it from a final prototype to an industrialized. A hardware product. And that's for us when we, yeah, when we full time build a team around it. After a quick break, Freck and I talk about how they got their initial customers. All right, let's take a quick break and tell you about RepsMate. That's right, the sponsor of our podcast. Now, RepsMate is a conversation intelligence platform for contact centers. Have you ever wondered how you can analyze 100% of your customers' interactions and turn them into actionable insights to improve customer loyalty in real time? Yeah, that's right. Real time. Your contact center could be your secret weapon. And it's not just customer calls that RepsMate can analyze. Their platform can evaluate all your customer interactions, regardless of the communication channel, including chat and email. By extracting relevant insights, you can empower your agents to deliver a great customer experience and improve customer retention. And so you should learn more about how RepsMate can help improve your business at RepsMate.com. Welcome back to my conversation with Vic. I am fascinated with I Am Hable and how it brings to life tablets and smartphones for those who are blind. Now let's hear how we got the product to market and how they got traction. And at that time when we were serious, actually, we already had initial customers. I think that's the thing we did really well is that we already had, I think, 100 people that bought the products before we had a product. Yeah. So that, that, that worked well for us. That's also when we had to say, okay, like we should do this and now we need to build it. Because were they only in, in the Netherlands or who, who are these people? Yeah. Yeah, just in the Netherlands, we really just, we, we found them in Facebook groups. We called them, I think, per person, and we called them for like three rounds of interviews. First, just getting the problem, then kind of seeing, like validating the problem, really just building a relationship with them and then saying, hey, actually, I think we can resolve the problem for you, but we kind of need your help and your belief in us. And we want you to put out 300 euros for that. And they were like, okay, I don't really know you, but sure, let's do it. And that's how we got our first 100 people. What's the breakout yeah. of these people, I guess, of your early testers and even current customers? Is it mostly people who who have a relative or a sibling or a parent who are visually impaired, or is it actually the people who are visually impaired themselves? 
Yeah, so it's, it's really actually those two groups are actually, oh, so there's one group of people who can already, who are blind and can already work with tech. These are generally a little bit younger. They kind of grew up already a bit more with technology and they are able to do some things with tech, but our product, they're just a lot more efficient and they can do a lot more. So they are actually directly in contact with us and these are really our innovators. So the first group was always this. Okay. And now the group actually that we're growing to and where it's where the group that's a lot bigger is indeed the people around someone with a visual impairment that's saying, hey, I just want my, my father, I want my partner to become more independent to be able to participate in the WhatsApp group or do his own banking. And that's, they come to us and then we find a solution with them. All right. In terms of adaptation, like how easy is it or difficult is it for them to start using the product and become very comfortable with it? Yes, it's, it's always such a, it's a very difficult question for me to answer because it differs a lot per person. I would say the fastest someone can do it is like, let's say a few hours. So in a few hours, you'll be able to work with your entire phone. So that's literally doing all, all the apps doing exactly the same as you and me. So feedback and audio and your input is with our products. And for elderly, it's actually will take, can up take up to a few weeks to learn it. But we, that's the one thing I think we do really well is that onboarding process. So there's like a step-by-step, it's like almost a game that you're playing and slowly you're learning to use the, the phone or the tablet. And we always try to make it as simple as possible so really everyone can, can participate in it. Okay, so I saw something on LinkedIn that you said you're now selling in Belgium and the UK. And how did you get into those markets? How did you break into there? What was the go-to-market strategy? Like? Yeah, so I think one thing that did really well for us was conferences. So we went to like these international places where all the distributors would, would go and then it's just about yeah, I don't know, call it like hustling, networking, going to going to places and, and just saying, hey, this is a great thing, you need to test it. But I think so that worked really well for us. And the other thing what we did is for every time we couldn't get into a place, we would just, you would always be able to find some people who would use this of your products. We would find them on like Facebook groups or email groups. We would reach out to them and say, hey, we have this free products of you. If you like it, we just request you to ask your distributor to, if you can buy it from them. So we wouldn't approach them, but our customers would approach our like distributors that we work with. And then they would come to us like, oh, but I have never heard of this product. They would find us online and they would come to us. And that was like the, the best strategy for us because then we had a lot of like distributors that were, were interested in us. Okay, let's play that back. Were you giving these devices to these people for like temporary usage for free? Like, like how did that work again? No, we would actually give them for free. So they would okay. be able to keep them and it's just for us to get, get into the market and get our first, first people there. All right. Well, where did you find these people in Facebook groups or where? Yeah. So really there's like groups there for assistive technology for people with blindness or parents of children with blindness, th- those kind of Facebook groups that worked really well for us. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So now going into the States, you're trying to find new distributors for the U S market. Yeah, we have, I think nine distributors already. So we're already established in many at the, the West coast and we're still trying to build more partners there, but it's, so we work with really specialized distributors. So they sell specifically assistive technology to people with blindness. It's a very specialized yes. market. So that's really well established for us. But now it's about working together with a rehabilitation organization. So if okay. you lose your vision, you go to a rehabilitation clinic and there you would learn to walk with a cane or use the phone. And that's where we really want to build the relationships. Cause that's, if someone learns to use the phone, that's super difficult. But if they learn with our device, life goes a lot easier. So that's where we want to be. And that's also what works best in other regions for us. Okay. I saw something again about Nigeria, the University of Lagos. What's going on over there with the I Am Hable? Yeah, it's really a bit of a, of a passion project for me, I would say. We recently actually started working a lot more in countries in, in Africa and also some specific like countries like the Philippines and, and Malaysia and Asia because we can kind of, with our products, we turn like a tablet or a phone really into like a workstation. So in these countries, we work specifically with education and this can be like uh, universities or with uh, high schools. And 
in those countries, like right now, if you're if you're blind, if you're very very low vision, it's super hard to ever even come close to getting a job. But with our device, we can pair it with a super super cost effect, like super cheap tablet or phone, and we can get someone through education. And that is something like right now we're just we donate I think thirty devices to a school in Nigeria, in Lagos, and th- that is just amazing. Like the the, the impact you make there is like even bigger than we can make in any Western country. So that's why I think we want to do a lot more in the future. Yeah, that's just the, the difference you make for someone is so big, like going from, I cannot even attend school to I can probably get a job now later on. It's yeah, that's so good. Yeah, Frank, you look too happy, man. You look so positive, energetic. You don't look like a typical startup founder that's like lack of sleep, you know, worried about some different obstacles or struggles they're trying to overcome. So, so that's my next question for you. Like okay. what big hurdles have you guys had to overcome? Like what's been the biggest obstacles and 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 growing and growing I am able. Well, I mean, I, I'm generally, I think, a very happy, positive person, but we have, oh, don't worry about it. We have enough struggles all the, all the time, <laughs> I would say. I think for us, one of the big struggles that's still, like, we're, we're growing, we're doing well, but it's really hard to reach our audience. And initially, like, reaching the more techie people who can find us by ourselves, that's, that's a little easier. Like, they're already on the internet, but now we reach that second group, so yeah. people where it's family and friends. And that is super difficult, but because the family and friends, they don't really actually know a lot about blindness yeah. technology. So they don't really know, is this something for my partner, for my, for my parents? So reaching that group is something where we, where we struggle a lot. Like we have to work with the organizations and you're a small team. So you're really trying to find, okay, where do we focus on what works? And because of that, like some months you feel like you've done like super long work weeks, but it's been not effective at all. Cause we're still experimenting. So sometimes you just do things and you put your heart into it. And then after months you realize, well, that wasn't worth Nothing. We learned a lot from it, but it's helped the business like by zero percent. Yeah. 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 Over the next year, the next 12 months, what are you guys excited about in terms of, you know, for Brian Hable? Yeah. So we are already working on our next product, which I think is really, really cool. One thing we learned really early on is that in, in this market, in this system, there's no silver bullets. Like there's so many specific kind of needs from people, like a lot of time, actually in our market, like we say people with blindness, but almost 30% of people with blindness have another disability as well. So. Okay that there's already like a lot of differences in that market. So we're working on a super cool tool that actually customizes based on the person. So it would really be different. Every different person that uses it, it would be different for them. And we're building that together with the organization. The cool thing is that we are in a lot of countries already. So instead of building it by our own, we're now co-creating it, I think with like 15 organizations. And that is super cool. That is really exciting. Cause then it's also, it's, it's already being used even before it's like built. So that's really cool. What are some of the main disabilities that some people with blindness have? Yeah, a lot of people have cognitive disabilities combined with it or, or a motor impairment. So like it's like one hand or not being able to use your hands in, a, in the same way as we are. Or yeah, if you think about like cognitive disabilities, it's people who have a lot more trouble at all understanding like language or understanding what a phone is or things like this. So you really have to look from different angles. And we always need to work with experts like on, in, in these groups. And we need to work direct like with people directly because it is impossible for us to even imagine how people think or how people work. And that's the most fun of what we do as well because you learn so many different people and it, you come up with so many like creative ideas every time because you have to be very creative every time for every solution yeah what's the market potential for this product specifically the one that's designed for the visually impaired and the braille the handheld thing? yeah so like the numbers always thrown around there's around 350 million people with a visual impairment on the world. so that's not not glasses but like low vision but if you're honest about this most of this is in very low income countries because they're the healthcare is not as good and that's why people lose their vision our product if you look at more like western regions i think you'll 
maximum get to a million people that really, really would use this product. So it's, it's very niche even in that, uh, in that market. If you look at our newer products, there we really try to go for at least 100 times that actually. But that's, yeah, for yeah. the future. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what are some, I guess, what are some advice that you would have for anybody that may be in, in your position? Because you're fairly young. I think this is your first startup, correct? Yes, this is my first startup. Yeah. 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 I mean, what was some advice that you would give for anybody that's looking to launch their first startup? Frank? Yeah, I think, so what works really well for me, but I, I, I'm very young. I, I, I don't have that much experience, but I think just enjoy it. That's the thing that works well, the best for me. I see so many people that are starting and you're going to work very long hours and a lot part of it's, it's very stressful, but I think just Every day I try to like not forget. It's super cool what we're doing. Like it's the most fun you're doing exactly what you want to do by your like by yourself. No one is telling you what to do. You're working on your passion. You have people around you that are actually also believing in, in, in your vision. And I think that's you know, very humbling and, and, and makes you a very happy person. And I think if you focus on as long as you enjoy it and feel like you're doing the right thing, you'll be fine. And if you're not, you'll be fine a few years later. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the key hires that you guys made early on? And what does your team make up right now? I mean, how many employees are there? So we're with seven right now. So we're still a small team. And I think the yeah, first key hires were people from our audience. So we hired some people who are blind or visually impaired. For example, actually, one of the people we hired is in Nigeria. He is a blind man in Nigeria, and he works for us full time. And that that did really well for us. What's he doing for you guys? So he actually works on the sales side, business development. So he talks with organizations. He's, he's showing the product around, and he also kind of leads like updates. So where how would the product change, what we need to do to make it better, because he talks to a lot of our organizations, users, etc. So yeah, that was quite a big role. <laughs> That's always the case even in the startup, but a few different things. That is so awesome. That is yeah, so right. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll never forget one time I walked into this diner in Houston and the cashier, the guy was blind. He would actually, he actually had this like dollar bill, bill reader yeah. and he would slide uh, it yeah. in there and it would tell him like $10, $20. It would tell him yeah. what the amount was and he was the cashier. <laughs> yeah, awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think... Honestly, with the, with, with the right tech, we can really bring everyone like to the, to the right place where they can contribute to society and feel like they're living with purpose. I really think so. Yeah. God, I would love to just see what this person on your team does like on a daily basis, how he works. I, I would be probably be blown away. You know? he is, let's say he is at least twice as fast with his phone as me. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's when I, like, when I'm speaking to him, and he's like typing at the same, it's, it's, I'm so impressed every time. I, he told me I should stop saying it, but it, it's really <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. What's his name? Chiquado is his name. Chiquado. All right. All right. Chiquado. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. guys should yeah. just like do a little video, a short video of him. I would love to see it. Yeah. We, if I, if we make it, I'll, I'll share it with you. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a few rapid fire questions for you, Frank. Just give me the first answer that comes to mind. Don't even think about it. Okay. Okay. All right. What's an unusual thing that you do to wow investors? Wear basic clothes. <laughs> All right. Okay. What, what celebrity did you have a crush on as a teenager? I, I generally wouldn't know. I don't think I, I've, I've done that. No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. What's something weird that you obsess about? I am very much into gaming and I, I watch all esports from games I don't even understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see. What was what was your first job? I worked as a in a supermarket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the last one for you here. Blank is the best advice a mentor ever gave you. Be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. Don't change. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, Frank, where can people learn more about you and I am Hable? At IamHable.com. If you Google Hable or IamHable.com, you'll find everything about us. Frank, thank you so much for being on Innovators Can Laugh.
Thank you so much, Eric. It was great to be here. Yeah. Thank you. I had a great time chatting with Frank. He's got such a positive attitude, almost as if growing a startup is like play for him. Definitely my kind of entrepreneur. If you want to learn more about Frank, go to imhable.com. Links to all of this are in the show notes and the newsletter. Thank you to Frank for being on the show. If you like this episode, send me a note on LinkedIn, subscribe, give a review, or tell others about it. I'd appreciate it. Thanks.